one play at a time, huh? Play for each other, love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion, it's gonna be live. But we gonna make it even live. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. We got one goal, let's win. You shoot, I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three, one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Across the Bills, as the Buffalo Bills have magically all joined in Florida together. Um, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, basically the entire offense outside of a few players and everything are working on in Florida, doing what they can to build camaraderie and chemistry and everything. And what's funny, it's, it's the offensive players, so... That right there bodes well because everyone's talking about how the offense needed to improve. Is Josh Allen going to improve in year three? What is Stefan Diggs going to bring to the offense? Like Cole Beasley's down there. Um, there was a giant list reported uh, from Kurt Hamaser, I believe that's how you uh, thing. He talked about how it's Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, Jake Fromm, Davis Webb, the four quarterbacks. Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney, uh, Jason Kroom, uh, another player, Becker, Stefan Diggs, Hodgins, Brown, Beasley, Davis, McKenzie, Easley, Singletary, and Dawkins. And it's basically like, okay, you're missing, out of that group, you're missing four of your, the other four starting offensive linemen, which is fine. Honestly, as far as that, like the fact that it's, that many offensive players, I would love to see some kind of deal going where the defensive players start to make their way down there, and it's kind of like an like unofficial Buffalo Bills training camp or whatever, so to speak, like kind of kind of like a Buffalo Bills only scrimmage type deal where the offense they're just like playing two hands two hand touch or something like the offense versus the defense. Because just imagine the footage. Like, it'd be the reports of, like, Tredavious White being down there. Where is the footage of Tredavious White versus Stefan Diggs? Give that to us now. Like, everybody's asking for the footage of Josh Allen throwing to Stefan Diggs. And it's like, all, all you see is pictures and everything. But also, I know you probably were happy because you were on the bandwagon of... Not having all this smack talk towards Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs is on that bandwagon as well, and I enjoyed yes. that. Him, him coming out and be like, "Yo, why are you talking about my QB?" He's got, he's, uh, he's got his back. Oh, absolutely. And and I love it how you know how the motto for this season is find a way. Like that's like the new trust the process. Um, they found a way and I, I just think it's awesome that they, they it's 
very galvanizing that they all got together in, in Florida to, to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the this is the big thing is there's so much coming out of there that it's the fact that all four quarterbacks on the Buffalo Bills roster is there. So yeah. granted, Sean McDermott's not there, Brandon Means not there. It's and like I said, it's a it's like an unofficial OTA for the Bills, but the fact that all four quarterbacks are there and it's the majority of the wide receiving crew. Uh, your main your main components: Dawson Knox, Tommy Sweeney, Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I believe they said Ray Ray McLeod is down there. Mm-hmm. The two the two wide receiver the two rookie wide receivers. It it's just a thing of all these receivers are going to build chemistry with these four quarterbacks to where. If at if at some point Josh Allen gets hurt or gets knocked out of the game, they're gonna have rapport with Matt Barkley. Or if Jake Fromm is built, in, or Jake Fromm wins the second the second starting job, the second quarterback job, they've built a rapport with him and everything. Like it's gonna be these wide receivers building rapports with these quarterbacks to where maybe in the maybe in the preseason, if and if they do preseason games, you're looking at. The two rookie wide receivers having a rapport with Jake Fromm because they're doing all this, and yeah. jo- and I'm guaranteed Josh Allen. I'm guaranteed Josh Allen, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. I'll remember how the Bills playbook was run last year. I'm sure they remember certain plays and certain dynamics of it because that that's what you're supposed to do as a pl- football player. I'm sure that those play that those players are going. Hey, we're gonna. This is how we run our offense. Let's try to run this and see what happens. And they may be even doing similar to what uh, Stefan Diggs and Chad Chad Johnson were doing, where it was wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver, (laughs) wide receiver versus wide receiver. One's playing the corner route, the other's playing the wide receiver. And maybe they're doing that where you're having a matchup of like Stefan Diggs versus one of the rookies or Cole Beasley versus one of the rookies or what kind of just running routes and having someone play that that cornerback position because granted wide receivers don't play the cornerback position, but they see enough of the cornerback cornerbacks in the league to know how it's played and how and everything. So now, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, this is just an observation, but I've been trying to look at, at around the league to see if other teams are doing the same situation, and I'm not seeing it. So I don't know if this is a unique situation, or maybe we just not it's not transparent. Um, I've looked. I've wondered that myself. I've kind of. Okay. I've kind of yeah. looked, and outside of the minor reports of like Tom Brady meeting up with certain with mm-hmm. with with two new teammates and everything there's not really been a whole lot of reports coming like reports saying that players from other teams are are doing things like this like yeah i i honestly i honestly think because of the league being in the situation they are due to the pandemic and everything i honestly think the Josh Allen and Eric, Josh Allen pro, is one of the ringleaders of this. And going, hey, we can't have training camp 
let's still do something because we have the ability to do something. And uh-huh. and it's in Florida and where the weather's decent and everything and they're professional athletes, so they're doing what they can. But yeah, like from all intentions purposes, like through Twitter, through other means of social media, I don't see many other teams or players doing this. Or yeah, and it and if they are, it's not really being reported on in the in the the sense that it's being reported on with the Buffalo Bills. That might be because and case in point is with my Twitter because I'm a Cleveland Indians fan I have a lot of the Cleveland media and everything and you're not seeing any kind of any kind of reports like this from the Cleveland Brown side of things so it's like okay and I've I've kind of searched Twitter with like about the Carolina Panthers and a couple other teams and I don't I see I see reports and and stories and stuff of like players being signed and everything but nothing to the extent of players are actually getting together and working out with each other I think Mm. to this extent I think that the Buffalo Bill, the Buffalo Bills offensive players doing this, and I know when Josh Allen got there, it was the first time him and Stefan Diggs had ever met, and like their their life. Yeah. But it's just this right here shows you the development of the process that McDermott and Bean have instilled in this team. They're going, hey, we're expected to do things this season. Granted, yeah, we don't have OTAs, we don't have training camp right now. Let let's let's do stuff. And what's going to be interesting is, yes, they're all working down in Florida right now. But come the middle of June, when all the sport teams are allowed to be back in the facilities and everything, granted, I don't expect the Buffalo Bills to have a full out. Uh, training camp at J- St. John Fisher. Uh, not mm-hmm. not during the situation that we're in. I honestly think they're going to be out out in Orchard Park and everything. There might be there might be a way there might be a way where the Buffalo Bills will occasionally host an open practice, but they're going to limit limit the people. Be like, hey, okay, we're only going to allow twenty people because I've been in the Buffalo Bills fill house. It's it's. It's a decent size. So, Me too. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It, it's it's a decent size. So if they yeah. if they do like an open training camp, oh, like an open scrimmage type deal at the at the at the field center, I can see them going, "Hey, we're gonna let 25, 25 maybe thirty fans in because you can spread them out enough around where you're you're." dealing with the whole six feet social distancing thing but you're also but you're at least having fans see what the team looks like or what or what they might do is might hope like do the training camp on a ver- and have it being live streamed or something via Facebook or Twitter or wh- whatever social media aspect there is it's uh-huh. it's one of them things of Right now, it seems like the Buffalo Bills doing what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball, getting all these players together in Florida, is a detriment to is a positive detriment to towards being a McDermott for what they've done building this team over the last three years with the leadership that they're installing and especially the young leadership that they're installing because. 
to be honest, a lot of the majority of the starting roster for the Buffalo Bills are all eight, I think eight, maybe nine years in the league and under. Yeah. And like, and to an NFL player, that that's relatively young. I think I think the most experienced player they might have on the roster is John Brown. Like, it, well, now that Lorenzo Alexander's gone, it, it's it's like there's John Brown, there's Josh Norman, there's Micah Hyde, there's Jordan Poyer. There's Tremaine Edmonds. He's Tremaine really Edmonds. Young. Like, you have leaders and yeah. everything, but you have, like, most of your, like, core leaders now are all within that first three to four years of their of their careers and and everything. So it's like this just builds positivity and if if and when come June eighth, June ninth when uh New York is in entering that second phase and facilities can be open and the bills return to uh Orchard Park and the and the field house I I would love to see I would love to see something where it's like they go hey I know we can't have the fans but we're gonna do a live stream or whatever of, of a scrimmage and stuff because through Twitter right now you see all the high, highlights and everything and the pictures and the response from the Bills Mafia is just like oh my god it's it's wow now. I know we were gonna do a mail. We were gonna do a mailbox this week. Unfortunately, we only get. Unfortunately, we only got a couple questions, which is fine. It's it, it it's it's a developing process. One of the questions was about Duke Williams. Um, I know we talked about it before the show and everything, and w- his ability with this team. And the thing is, what I see with Duke Williams is looking at the list of players that are down in Florida right now working together. Duke Williams is not on that list. Where is he? So, it's oh, and a good all the receivers are there. John Brown is there. Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, the Gabe Davis, the the other rookie, um, Ray Ray McCloud is there. So the tight ends are there, and I'm like, when you, it kind of goes, all right, we we saw what Duke Williams could do at times in at times in the season. And then they threw him in the, the playoff game against the Texans, threw him through the ball to him 10 times. And he fell flat on his face with him not being there. I honestly start, it's starting to make me question his, de- his dedication to the team, so to speak. And then as well as him being, him being put behind, being behind the curve. So to, so to speak, with the, with the quarterback wide receiving chemistry. Now, me personally, I, I listen. I'm not. I'm not Sean McDermott. I'm not Brandon Bean. I don't make the decisions. It, I, I don't make the decisions on who makes the Buffalo Bills unless I'm playing in a video game. Then, then I then I can make the decisions. But in real life, it's kind of like, do you think him not being there? Speaks volumes to maybe the coaching staff because I'm sure the coaching staff sees this because of because of the way it's being reported on. But him being one of them few offensive players there, especially being the core like one of the skill positions in wide receiver, do you think him not being there kind of speaks values as to potential dedication towards the team and and being part of it? 
is it time for him to go back to the CFL? I, I, I'm just very curious, where in the world is Duke Williams right now? Um, I'd like to know, you know, what his situation is. Maybe he couldn't make it for, for scheduling conflict reasons, but he ultimately needs to elevate his game and prove himself if he wants to stay on the team. And yeah. he's he's on the bubble right now. Oh, absolutely. He he's he's definitely on the bubble, and it's one of them things of. I'm looking at it as. It's like okay, you're seeing all these reports. You're seeing the 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 built up chemistry that's going that's happening and then you see the way the the fan base is is celebrating like <laughs> it's like the minute anyone any one of the bill like anyone that's covering the bills like talks about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and the wide receiver they're like release the footage and then it it's an intro for whoever sent you that question yeah. and everything um Thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> and it's just one of the things going. Okay, if if six, if like okay, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, the two rookie receivers, Ray Ray McLeod. Like if six, if six wide receivers are down there, and you being a young player, why aren't you there? Like what's stopping you from being there? Like, and, and I can understand. I can understand like there might be there may be something that's preventing him from being there that personal family wise we don't know but the fact that all these players that live in various areas of the country have come to this one spot and are working on what what seems to be like a, a Florida high school field and everything I'm going why are you not there and the, the other question, I'm, I'm also waiting for Zach Moss to show up because I know Devin Singletary's there. I'm waiting for Zach Moss to show up. Uh, I know I know Josh Allen was wor- was out in California working with him and everything. Zach Moss might have things that he had to take care of before going there. Like, yeah. we honestly, in the next week, I would love to see more players making their way down, down that way because... It's absolutely hilarious that, like, Bill's Twitter is putting on, like, their deer-stalking cap and, like, they're becoming, like, true detective out here of, like, speculating and trying to figure out who's there, who's not there. It's like... We have so much time on our hands right now. We we have too much time on our hands. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's like, terrible. It's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Like we we have too much hand. And what's bad is what's bad is like unfortunately tw- my Twitter now has got a lot of a lot of what's going on in the country and everything. And I don't know if I I I know you're up in Maine with your parents and everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have like the radio.com app that and can listen to WGR from from the station mm-hmm. here. Um, yep. yesterday yesterday morning. Yesterday morning during the Howard Simon show. Um, they were talking and Jeremy White uh, I caught it because I was I was going to go like grab breakfast and stuff. I caught like the first five minutes of it. Jeremy White kind of was talking about what's going on in the country and and sports and everything and how 
it seems like because there's nothing going on with sports right now, like we don't have that distraction. Or and he was like making the thing of sports is a distraction, but it's also what was going on in the country would also be amplified due to sports because you would have all these players talking about it or tweeting about it or whatever. And for anybody that hasn't heard it, uh, May 29th, uh, the episode of the Howard Simon Show is a segment. Uh, it's like. Uh, off sports talk or something I can't remember the exact title of it but it's like a 17 minute segment and everything that Jeremy White talked about like I agree with because as great as fun it is as fun as it is to see Bill's Twitter turn into Sherlock freaking Holmes and trying to and trying to deduce who like who's in this me- who's in this like unofficial OT Buffalo Bills OTA in Florida right now it's it's one of them things that hey there we got a lot going on in the country it's kind of that mental escape so to speak it's like hey there's a lot of messed up things going on we had like race wars and all and all this stuff it's like there and then there's this little square with the buffalo bills like Everybody, all Bills fans are like trying to fit into this square to like escape reality for like five minutes, and just be yeah. like. Uh, and then on top of it, th- with the pictures that came out, and then Josh Allen essentially turning into a thirst trap, as I've been told. He looks muscular. Yeah. And people were noting that. Um, like he looks muscular. Yeah. More so. My my yeah. friend. My one friend Ashley, she's she texted me. She's like, she's like, yo, you see the pictures of Josh Allen? I'm like, yeah. She's like, and her direct words were, he is thick with four C's, and he and going, Josh Allen is a is a thirst trap right now, and I'm going, and I'm like. And you're telling me this why? She's like, because you have a Bills podcast and I guarantee you'll talk about it because I told you. And I said, well, it's hilarious. And my co-host Stephanie will get a kick out of it. So, yes. Yeah. Thanks, Ashley. Yeah. So, it's one of the things of... Damn. Okay. He's looking thick. Yeah. And it's one of the things of looking at it going, okay... He's put on muscle. He's he's building and everything. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is um, with Josh Allen is somebody did the video. Somebody did the video of his all his deep throws from last season. All his deep throws. Yes. And I was like sitting here. I'm going, and, and my brain just clicked. I was like, oh wait, that's right. The deep throws. I wa- I've watched that video ten times at minimum, at minimum ten times, and out of all nine throws, I believe there was only really two, maybe three, that Josh Allen like overshot the ball, like playing out overshot the ball. But if you look at, but if you watch that video and you look at Josh Allen's footwork and the way he throws the ball. Like, it's barely looking like he's putting anything on it in his throwing motion. And then on top of it, when you see the... Like, you, when you see the ball thrown, and then you see the... 
like you see Josh Allen like hang and then go and throw the ball and then you see where the ball goes towards the receiver. What now? Him throwing a hail mary pass on second and ten to Pat Demarco. I I don't know. Like <laughs> brain brain fart city. I, I'm like whatever brain fart city. But the thro- just some of them throws like. There, there was the one to like. There's a couple to John Brown that were overthrows, but there's there's out of those nine throws, there was only like really three overthrows that he had. Um, four or five of them were, I think, Josh Allen looking and going, "Hey, this is this is the man that I'm supposed to throw to," and there was a momentary second where the route was open. Josh Allen notices it, starts to throw the ball, but then before he releases it, he puts a just a little bit extra on it because of the coverage. Because there were four or five of them throws where, yeah, the wide receiver's there, but there's two or three defenders with him covering it at the same time. So if you're trying to drop that ball in, it's either going to get knocked away or intercepted. So I think Josh Allen noticed that and just was like, before he released it, kind of gave it a little extra oomph just to get, just to overthrow it. Now, with Josh Allen putting on the muscle, obviously, everything, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a twofold type de- situation because for one, everybody's talks about Josh Allen's running ability. What, what quarterback what quarterback prototype does he fit and to be honest i think josh allen has kind of been watching some cam newton film because he because josh allen knows he's going to run the ball josh allen knows he's going to get hit so i think josh allen kind of was like hey you know what i need to build get a little bit more mass on my body make me a little bit harder to tackle potentially or if i'm going to get tackled i I'm gonna be able to sustain the hit. Sustain the hit. Also yeah. on the also on that other thing is being able to make with the muscle and everything a little bit more strength. Maybe be able to make tighter throws because while he had one of the top accuracies for like short to in- intermediate routes and everything this season, it's if you really look back and go back to some of his throws. Some of his, there were times where he rifled the ball in, but there'd be something just missed. Like if he would get it there, maybe a second, second and a half, two seconds earlier, it'd be, it would turn into a bigger play. So I'm thinking maybe him bulking, bulk up, add a little more muscle, gets a little bit more thrust, gets a little bit more strength on the ball, get gets it out faster to allow Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, John Brown to maybe hit them them short, intermediate, like slant, cut routes, in routes, whatever. Time that throw, pop it in there and be able to where it's got in there faster to where the defensive backs aren't right on it and can make the tackle. And you're, instead of a 12, 13-yard game, you're looking at, you're looking at 22 23 and whatnot but it's one of the things of Josh Allen's obviously trying to trying to better himself I I do love all the all the people because oh my god all the New York media all the New York media and Sam Darnold like listen 
I know Josh Allen and Sarah Darnold are like best friends. They live together, all that. But the fact that you have the New York Jets media going, hey, Sam Darnold's the best quarterback in the AFC East because of whatever. I'm going, Sam Darnold kissed some random girl and got mono and missed six games. Not really smart. People forgot about that. And though I will say this. I, I do believe I do believe if Sam Darnold plays a full sixteen game season, the Jets are gonna the Jets are gonna be an issue because the Jets are Owen six like Owen six, Owen seven without him, but they're eleven and fifteen with him. So it, it's he's a he's a difference maker. He's a difference maker. Now as I've been kind of just rambling on here. What's your what's your take with Josh Allen? Obviously, Josh Allen putting on the muscle. Like, how do you with him? Because I'm sure you've seen the pictures and everything. I think it it shows like a sign of commitment. I don't want to see players going into training camp that are out of shape. It's a full time commitment. You know, 365 days a year, stay in shape. This is your job. Take care of your body. Don't pull a Calvin Benjamin and come to camp overweight. You know. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're, especially when you're viewed as one of the leaders of the team. Um, exactly. I will. You're committed. I I will say this when when you sent me the tweet that it was Stefan Diggs, Chad Johnson, and Antonio Brown. My brain instantly went, oh, now he wants to be a part of this. Really? Exactly. I was like, it was like, you sent me that tweet and I was just like, okay, so you went to New England, couldn't live in the Belichick, couldn't live in Belichick world. Well, we started out in Oakland. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a different yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. It's a journey. But got 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 out of like was in Oakland. There was the oh, and God forbid that night that like night more early morning that like that news broke like that the Bills were trading for Antonio Brown. Oh my God! Like people were losing losing their collective minds. And, I thought I saw it. Yeah. I thought I saw a photo of him. He was wearing a Raiders helmet, a Steelers pants, and his Pro Bowl jersey. I don't know if that was manipulated or photoshopped or if it was real. I, I, I don't know. I, I saw that photo. But around. knowing Antonio Brown, it might it might have been real. But like the fact that he was there, and I'm just going, I'm going. Now you want to be a part of this? And what's bad is the fit, like, part of my brain was going, okay, that'd be cool, because, yo, like, I can just, like, imagine a five-wide receiver set with this team. And I was like, okay, Josh Allen, no single back, Stefan Diggs, it's Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley, like, in the slot. John Brown and Antonio Brown on the outside. And then you have, like, McKenzie or Foster on, like, that fifth spot. Or Dawson Knox on, like... I'm like, yo, that's that's disgusting. Like, 
And I was going, and then my my brain snapped into reality, and I was like, yo, this dude was like, no, I don't want to go to Buffalo. And now all of a yeah, sudden... Yeah, disrespected Like, us. now all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm going to hang out with Chad Johnson and Stefan Diggs, and, and I'm just going to be like, here. And I'm just like... No, sir. No, no. This isn't. This isn't. Uh, because Tom Brady left the AFC East, and you didn't have a good time in New England. That you're gonna go to the Bills now that they're building something. Uh, and not saying that. Not saying that Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown wouldn't be an addition to the team. I'm not saying that. Like we, he he's one of the most skilled receivers of the last decade. Okay. Gonna, he's one of the best wide receivers in the last in the last five to ten years in the NFL. Not going to deny that, but uh-huh. you had a ch- you had a chance to come here, and you said no. Like we don't, you don't want to come here. We we don't need you. Whereas with Stefan Diggs, it was more along the lines of. From what you from what you sent me the article from Vikings Nation is mm-hmm. they didn't want to trade him and that was of course per Mike Zimmer who's the head coach of the Vikings it was just one of them things there Zimmer the way Zimmer explained it is Diggs did not have to go um, they had no real intention of trading him. It was just Stefan Diggs kind of put out a couple tweets, very unsuspectingly, may, that maybe that maybe suggested suggested like a change of scenery was needed, and then one thing led to another. The Bills were like, "Hey, we're gonna offer you these picks," and the Vikings at that point were like, "Well, we're kind of up it against the cap." let's do, like there was a, that was the reasoning I think that was a that was a major deciding factor and that and that was brought up in the article was um him being kind of put up on the cap the Vikings being kind of up there against the cap and trading digs would allow them the room but then also them draft picks allowed them to get younger players and draft a wide receiver which they did in LSU's Justin Jefferson now, is this how this trade's going to work out? I don't know. To be honest, on paper, the Bills are going to win this because Justin Jefferson is a unproven talent. He's going to be a rookie where Stefan Diggs is essentially one of the best, if not the best route runner in the, in the league. And he's, and he's only... Four, I believe, four years into his career, maybe five, uh-huh. to where you're looking at if Stefan Diggs is a key component to the Buffalo Bills for the next for the next five to seven years. You're looking at us having a true number one receiver for the first time since freaking Eric Molds and Peerless Price, and where. The bill, like to be honest, this like the fact the last time that I remember the Bills actually having a true true receiving core was Molds Peerless Price was was like Molds Peerless Price and and that like when Drew Bledsoe was a quarterback. <laughs> and that, maybe that's something we should monitor throughout the season and kind of go head to head 
Jefferson versus Diggs. Oh, I'm sure. Week. I'm sure. I'm sure we somebody's should, we, going. We could do something with that. I'm sure. I, I'm sure we could. That'll be fun. But then again, but then again, I'm also looking at the quarterbacks. That that's that's Josh Allen versus Kirk Cousins. All right, and it's kind of that's rough. Um, I'm like that's a little that that matchup right there is rough as it is. So it, it's one of the things of it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this Definitely. and and everything. But with the fact that the Bills are just looking at what they're doing, like it, it's amazing. And what's what's really truly interesting about it is the fact that the national media is like getting on the the bandwagon, so to speak. <laughs> Like we've always been there. It's it's like hey, the bills the bills have always been here, and what's bad is what's bad is now, and this proves my theory because I've had a theory for like the last ten ten five ten years is mm-hmm. Buffalo has two major sports teams, but the Bills and the Sabers. One cannot; they both cannot be good at the same time. They can; they can never be good at the same time. Um, during the bill, like both teams can never be good at the same time. It, it, it's not allowed. It, it's terrible. I hate it. I hate everything about it. And what's f- what's funny is I'm almost tempted to like look at other sp- cities. Where they've had, where they have, at minimum two teams, and just look at when the teams were like, to see, to see that if there's a trend or like some way of connectivity or something, because, of course, you had like in the set, like in the seventies, the Bills were kind of, eh, the Sabers were good, the eighties were. Like, the Sabres were decent in the 80s. The Bills were eh. And then the Bills kind of flared up in the late 80s, early 90s. The Sabres were eh. And then it flipped. And then it flipped again. And now and now we're, now we're like, back to where the Sabres are, like, the struggling team not making the playoffs. And then the Bills are, like, now this team that are, like, expecting to win 10 games, make the playoffs. Um, what's funny is... I've seen people where they've done schedule predictions, not like people in the media, but fans. And everybody is picking the Bills to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this season. Like I've wow. yet, I have yet out unless you're a Kansas City's Chiefs fan. Like I have yet to see a a schedule like a schedule prediction outside of Kansas City Chiefs fans where the Chiefs beat the Bills. I've yet to see one. Like, everybody that I... Like, the... I've seen about 15. Like, all 15 have the... Have the Chiefs getting their first loss of the season against the Bills. And that's a Thursday night game. Yep. Friendly reminder. Yeah. 
Like so it, that'll be on the national stage. Yes, it, it's 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 one of the things of ever. Like I've seen the Chiefs are like undefeated that first the up until that game, and then that's their first loss. Like they lose the Buffalo for the first loss of the season. And I'm going. That's a Thursday night game. That's the game, uh-huh. the NFL game of the week, Thursday night. I was like, yo. And at home, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, the the amount, and I'm like, yo, the amount of people that would call off the next day mm-hmm. for because of that win. It's like, <laughs> it, it would literally be like, Buffalo would shut down because it would be like, yo, the undefeated Super Bowl champions came here and we beat them. It, it's it's a party day. Like the spoiler, yeah, we would be the spoiler. Like we we have ruined their season. Like yeah. that that's how people would look at it. Like the Chiefs suck. We're better than the Chiefs. We beat them. Yeah. It's like give us the championship now. Therefore, give us the Lombardi Trophy. Exactly. I still I still to this day ever since ever since the movie was created. Uh, Bruce Almighty, and they and yeah. I I have I have hold it held it to this day. The day the Bills and or Sabers win the championship, the the ending scene of that movie is exactly.